physiologic changes of the pediatric patient. Pediatric airway. Kids have a large occiput and will need a shoulder roll to align their airway axes. They have smaller mouth openings and a relatively larger tongue, macroglossia, making them a difficult intubation and prone to airway obstruction during mask ventilation. They may need an appropriately sized OPA to prevent to treat obstruction. These patients may have loose teeth starting around six years old, and it's important to assess for this in this age group. They have more cephalad larynx, uh, C3 to C4 in children, C5 to C6 in adults, <clears throat> and a floppy omega-shaped epiglottis that's stiff and will be easily displaced by a miller blade. They have a funnel-shaped trachea, whereas adults in cylindrically shaped and the pediatric airway is thought to be most narrowed below the glottic opening at the level of the cricoid cartilage. It is imperative to calculate and choose the appropriate ET tube sizes so as not to put pressures on the trachea causing tissue ischemia or airway edema. Small increases in airway edema lead to decreases in aerodiameter and can lead to exponential increases in resistance to airflow. The trachea is shorter in pediatric patients than in adults and the incidence of endobronchial, endobronchial intubation is much greater in the right main bronchus is at a more acute angle predisposing these patients to right main stem intubation. Respiratory changes. Pediatric patients have an increased uh, metabolic rate which leads to a higher oxygen consumption two to three times that of adults and an increased CO2 production accommodated by an increased minute ventilation which is accomplished by an increase in respiratory rate but their tidal volumes remain relatively the same as an adult on a per kilogram basis. They have relatively non-compliant lungs due to a reduced number of alveoli in reach adult uh, and lung maturation occurs around age seven. Additionally, they have a very compliant cartilaginous chest wall with parallel rib orientation resulting in inefficient chest wall movement and increased distal airway closure leading to an increased closing volume. The increased closing volume and decreased FRC under anesthesia coupled with their increased oxygen consumption makes them likely to desaturate rapidly during apnea times. The diaphragm is the primary muscle for ventilation and in pediatrics it's composed mostly of type two muscle fibers and a lack of which are highly oxidative, fast twitch muscle fibers and fatigue easily whereas adults have more type 1 muscle fibers, which are slow twitch and fatigue less easily. Pediatric patients have a higher incidence of upper respiratory infections due to their immature immune systems, making the patient higher risk for perioperative respiratory complications, such as hemorrhage spasm and bronchospasm. Therefore, it is important for the anesthesia provider to assess for upper respiratory infection syndrome symptoms and wait to perform elective surgery for at least four to six weeks after symptoms resolve. Neonates have immature chemoreceptors and are less responsive to changes in hypoxia and hypercarbia. Cardiovascular. Pediatric patients have an increased cardiac output two to three times that of adults <clears throat> that is accomplished primarily by heart rate because they have stiff, non-compliant ventricles and a relatively fixed stroke volume, making these patients heart rate dependent. Due to this increased cardiac output, 
pediatric patients are more susceptible to the cardiac depressant effects of inhaled and IV anesthetics due to the rapid distribution to vessel-rich groups. Pediatric patients have immature and disorganized cardiac myocytes and are heavily dependent upon extracellular calcium for cardiac contractility. Therefore, it is important to have appropriate doses of calcium chloride or calcium gluconate drawn up with other emergency medications. They have an immature sympathetic nervous system, making them parasympathetically dominant and prone to bradycardia with noxious stimuli and hypoxia. Therefore, it is important to have anticholinergics readily available and limit airway securement time. They also have an immature <clears throat> baroreceptor reflex and are less able to respond with heart rate changes with hypo or hypervolemia. Therefore, hypovolemia should be expected with hypotension in the absence of increased heart rate, and IV fluid resuscitation should be given over vasopressors in most cases. The pediatric renal changes. Pediatric patients are born with all of their nephrons but have functional immaturity, and therefore their GFR is 15 to 30% that of adults until about one year of age, with complete maturation around two or three. With a decreased GFR, they're less able to excrete renally eliminated medications and can have prolonged duration of action. Neonates or obligate sodium excretors have impaired ability to concentrate urine and decreased ability to reabsorb glucose. Therefore, it is important to supplement sodium, glucose, and IV fluids for these patients undergoing general anesthesia. <laughs> they have incompetent lower esophageal sphincter tone, making them prone to acid reflux. They have immature liver enzymes until two years of age, and then beyond two, they actually have a better liver function than that of an adult. Therefore, pediatric patients up to two years can have a prolonged duration of action of hepatically metabolized medications. Decreased glycogen stores make them prone to hypoglycemia. They have decreased clotting factors in the neonate, frequently requiring vitamin K administration to induce factors 2, 7, 9, and 10. They have a decreased serum albumin. Neuro changes. Pediatric patients have an immature CNS and blood-brain barrier until about one year old, predisposing infants to increased sensitivity to sedative and opioid medications. They also have immature neuromuscular junctions, making them more sensitive to non-depolarizing paralytics. They have an increased CMRO2. They also have an increased risk for post-op delirium, especially between ages 2 and 5. Prevention techniques include Presidex, a quiet environment, and parental presence. Their conus medullaris ends at L3 as opposed to L1 to L2 in adults, which, have, which will have neuraxial technique implications and you'll need to choose a lower vertebral interspace for neuraxial techniques. They have anterior and posterior fontanelles which are helpful to assess for hydration status. The anterior fontanelle closes between 20 to 24 months and the posterior fontanelle closes between two to three months. Temperate regulation, temperature regulation in the pediatric patient. They're at increased risk for hypothermia due to increased body weight to surface ratio, surface area ratio. They have thin skin and a decreased subcutaneous fat. Neonates are poikilothermic meaning that they assume the ambient temperature and cannot of the room and cannot shiver when less than three years old or three months old and instead undergo non-shivering thermogenesis, which is when the body metabolizes brown fat 
to generate heat. Brown fat has a rich capillary network and mitochondrial concentration that when broken down produces thermal energy and releases norepinephrine that also contributes to heat preservation due to vasoconstriction. Cold stress leads to increased oxygen consumption, peripheral and pulmonary vasoconstriction, and can lead to increased acidosis, right to left shunting, and then hypoxia. The increased oxygen consumption and increased basal metabolic rate leads to increased glucose consumption and hypoglycemia. Therefore, it is imperative to keep pediatric patients warm by warming the OR using radiant warmers, underbody bear huggers, and forced air warmers. The fetal circulation. Oxyhemoglobin dissociation curve for fetal hemoglobin is, is left shifted with a P50 of 19 compared to that of an adult whose normal uh, P50 is 27. Maternal hemoglobin has a P50 of 30. Fetal hemoglobin has an increased affinity for oxygen. Therefore, the neonates have an average hemoglobin level of 19 when born to compensate for this. Infants experience a physiologic anemia around three to four months as fetal hemoglobin transitions to adult hemoglobin. They have a hematocrit of about 50 when they're born. The estimated blood volume changes on a per kilo basis as the pediatric patient ages. A premature infant is 90 mils per kg. Neonate is 85. Infant is 80 mils per kg. And a child is 75 mils per kg. <laughs> Pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic changes in pediatrics. Patients have a higher MAC that peaks at six months of age. They have, their inhalational inductions are faster in pediatric patients due to an increased minute ventilation and increased cardiac output to vessel-rich groups. The increased cardiac output of inhalational anesthetics to vessel-rich groups also makes a pediatric patient more susceptible to cardiac depressant effects of inhalational anesthetics. They have a faster IV induction due to an increased cardiac output. Pediatric patients require higher doses of propofol due to the increased redistribution. Weight-based dosing and their volume of distribution is increased for total body weight. Sorry. Increased total body weight and decreased total body fat. Therefore, they have increased volume of distribution of hydrophilic medications and decreased volume of distribution of lipophilic medications. <laughs>